Hey, welcome to Straight Talk from Insight Counseling. I'm Liz Jorgensen. I'm the owner and the founder of Insight Counseling and also the parent of four children, um, a daughter 28, a son 26, a son 19, and a daughter 16. And uh, I'm accompanied by my good friend and colleague, Sarah Allen Benton. We're going to talk a little bit today about the issues affecting preteens and teenagers uh, circa 2015. Today, our topic is as long as she is on the honor roll. Take it away, Sarah Benton. This idea that if things look good on the outside, then everything must be going well in every other area. They must be happy. They must have high self-esteem. They definitely aren't using alcohol or drugs is a myth. And it's something that I really studied in my work and research uh, for my book, Understanding the High-Functioning Alcoholic, because the whole premise was that people didn't want to believe that others had addictive issues if they looked a certain way, if they obtained a certain type of grade, if they were able to stay in school, if they were able to perform well, if they had friends. So it was the surface pieces and that um, also those with addictive issues would use grades to justify their use. And they really believed it. This wasn't just a, you know, a bargaining chip. This was, I believe, and I'm, I was guilty of this, if I have good grades and I'm doing well in school, I can't possibly have a problem. Because I think back in the day when they were doing, it, around the dare times, and mm -hmm. there's like red flags of mm -hmm. addiction that parents were told about and educated about, one of the key flags to look at was grades. Yeah. Slipping. And having been that parent sitting through all the dare classes, etc., I remember sitting because I was already working in the field and I was already a person in long-term uh, personal recovery. And I got excellent grades. I was valedictorian in my college class and I was actively addictive. And one of the things that I want to say as a parent and a therapist that works with adolescents primarily and young adults is I think that there, and we know from research, it's not just my opinion, that the high pressure, high intensity culture that we are currently in, which I talk to many people about this, it's changed dramatically since my oldest daughter was in high school. Kids are not allowed to be infallible. Kids are not allowed in these high affluent, high pressure communities to get a C. They're not allowed to fail. They're not allowed to learn from their failures. And interestingly enough, all of those qualities set kids up for, or all those pressures set kids up for severe anxiety, depression, feeling alienated from their parents and other adults that could support them, which then in turn set them up for addiction. And it's a big, crazy catch-22. There's a woman from Columbia University, and we're not going to get into the data too much in this podcast because it's, if you're interested, I want you to look her up. Her name is Sonia Luthar, L-U-T-H-A-R, from Columbia University. She has studied children of the highly affluent for 30 years. Pressure, pressure, pressure causes severe psychological, psychiatric distress and contributes to completed suicides, severe anxiety disorders, severe depression, and the highest rates of addiction among teenagers and young adults. We've proven it through longitudinal studies that too much pressure causes these problems. Getting ahead in terms of years, one of the interesting... Um 
anecdotes that I, I was hearing was through, an, I interviewed counselors at Ivy League business and law schools, and they were saying that essentially there was this expectation that people were going to perform very well academically, and that they were also going to drink um, and hang in a men and women equally, and they called it in the law school. They called it bar review, and they and they'd go out and the and that they were um, recruitment firms that were coming in to kind of grab graduates, and they would have alcohol at those events, and everyone was expected to drink heavily, but to show up the next day to get all of their work done, to never have their grades slack. And what the counselors, the therapists that I spoke with, were saying is that this is a breeding ground for high functioning alcoholics. So I thought that was really interesting because on a lesser level, some of the teens and young adults are having the expectations there to perform and people validating that everything must be okay with you, right? Because your grades are okay. And not talking to them about the underlying kind of how are you as a person? How are you doing? Just because things look good doesn't mean that things are okay. And one of the things that we say over and over again at Insight Counseling is the insides of your child and of yourself are always more important than the outsides. There's nothing wrong with achievement. We're not bashing achievement. There are some people who are natural high achievers. There are some young people who can juggle 15 balls at a time and have good self-esteem and feel good about themselves. But you know what? They're the rare exception. With the standards that we have let creep up, and I'm going to say over the last 10 years, and I've been in the trenches at this time as a parent and a therapist, we are asking children to sacrifice sleep, healthy eating, exercise, and even if they're on a professional or a semi, oh gosh, 40 and slip, semi-professional school-based team, because seriously, these kids' sports teams are off the hook. We are actually creating what my good friend Karen Mallant calls normative abuse. What we <laughs> expect from the average teenager now is actually abusive. I want to just tell you, I spoke at a high school recently. It was an auditorium full of about 600 uh, juniors, and I asked them to raise their hand and I asked them how many hours of average sleep they got per night during the school year. And the teenage brain needs at least nine to ten hours sleep. In my the brain. The average <laughs> child in that high-functioning, very, very lovely high school got six hours of sleep. Not enough. That is not enough for brain development. It That will cause depression. It, and so the insides of my child have to be so precious that I'm willing to say, you know what? It's okay if you've got to see. Did you work as hard as you could? It's okay if you're sleep deprived. You know what? The teacher's asking you too much. A 30-page paper in the ninth grade is insane. Don't worry about it, honey. I'll write you a note. I'm your mom. I love you. This is nuts. I didn't even do this in college. And I feel like parents are just not meaning well and trying to help their child achieve. But like we're all becoming <clears throat> tiger parents, not understanding that we're actually causing in many cases severe psychiatric distress and we're actually making children prone to addiction to problems that will follow them through their life let's stop drinking the kool-aid parents please 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 and i guess my other question is do we ever do are we asking our kids what they want because half the boom. time boom half the time kids just want to make their parents happy Thank they you. get on this track and they're depressed partially because they actually don't want to be doing what they're doing or they don't want to be going to the college that their parents think that they should and be they going to. And they want to quit crew and they want to quit travel they're, across. They don't and they want to do it. Exactly. They and don't want to do it. 
And no one's asking. No one cares because it's not about the kid. Well, can I say, now your daughter's young. I, I'm going to tell you this is awful. I think there's some parents that just assume the child loves what they're doing. I have had many parents, personally and professionally, say, I know he hates it, but... I know There's she no hates but. it, but we need it for the resume. No. That's insane. It's insane. It's not worth it at this age. I think about myself, right? I think about, I'm a very motivated person. But it's not because somebody was pressuring me to be this way. I feel like, I feel like I just was role, in my family, I, there was role modeling of um, having a purposeful, a purpose-driven life and being having a good work ethic. It wasn't verbally like imposed on me or mandated on me, but it's something that I wanted for myself internally. So I don't, I think there's a difference because it's longer lasting for kids if it, if it comes from them and if it's not externally driven, because the truth is the externally driven piece, one, it's short lived and two, it can, kids can start to act out and rebel in different ways. And many of our patients here at Insight that feel pressured by their parents basically say, I deserve to drink and smoke pot. I'm so stressed out. They call I'm it their so escape. This is my vacation. I've had them say they this. Do. This they, is vacation This is vacation for me. For me. I can't take mm -hmm. it. So at least on the weekends, I get to turn my brain yeah. off. I had a patient tell me this two weeks ago. At least on the weekends, I get to turn my brain off for a few hours. And this is somebody who's drinking to blackout. So in wrapping up the first part of the series, mom and dad, if you haven't told your kid yet today or this week or every day, I love you for who you are, not what you do. There is a college for you that's perfect. There's a career for you that's perfect. There is a passion for you that's perfect. And you know what? We don't know what it is yet, but we'll figure it out together. That is what I need you to do because the research supports that. Next podcast, we're going to talk about what actually makes a child successful for the long term to your physical, mental, spiritual, and intellectual health. Signing off, Liz Jorgensen, Sarah Benton.